One time my cleaning lady came to me and said, Don't you ever feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses? And I stopped and said, What? She said, Don't you ever feel that you have to have the things the other people have or even better? And I said, I don't think I do. I drove a 25-year-old car at the time. It didn't really matter to me what kind of clothing I wore as long as the clothing was modest. I would want it to be modest. But I didn't try to dress like other people, nor did I try to have the things at the outward show that other people might have. It was unimportant to me. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, says, We dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. It's not wise to do this. And yet we're taught to do it from the time we are born. We're really taught to do it in public schools and in all of our school education to outdo other people. Aren't we taught that? Sure we are. Well, that in the Bible is called emulations. In Galatians 5, concerning the works of the flesh, emulation to try to outdo another person or to gain advantage over the other person, to try to do that and make yourself to be something, that's a work of the flesh. And Paul says, they who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We start out maybe doing these things, all these competitions, which are supposed to be good to do, and the world considers competition a very noble thing. But the world goes in the opposite way to God. It's a struggle between the flesh and the spirit. And one by one, we allow parts of our flesh to be crucified so that we can go in the way of the spirit. But emulation is work of the flesh. So when we compare ourselves with another person, it's not wise because it can cause covetousness. Instead, we should depend on God to show us what we are to do and to ask God to create us as he wants us after we're born again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, we read, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Before I was born again, when I moved to Dallas, Texas, the people around me all went to football games. I had never done that. 
I did in college in the band, but we just performed at the halftime and they let us go home. We didn't pay attention to football. But Texas is pretty much a hotbed of football competition. And they asked me, do you, I want to go to a football game? Well, I was forced to go in college. And I said, you mean you go because you want to go? And they laughed. And they said, it doesn't cost very much, and we go on weekends to football games. These were other teachers in the school where I was teaching. So I went with them and became quite involved in the subject of football, and I learned to hate certain teams and learned to root for the home team and do all the things that sports people do. Later, after I was born again, I learned that this is emulation, which is a work of the flesh. It is totally irrational to hate the other school, the rival school, and to want to have rivals and to develop them deliberately. I'm not free from football as I'm making this recording. I still watch football. But when I watch it, I'm always saying, these people think this really means something, and it doesn't. They think it is really important, because I once thought that too. So the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. You must be born again to receive the things of the Spirit of God. Well, I'm definitely not totally there yet, but I do realize that it is foolishness, the subject of sports, football, and thinking is so important. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There is a constant battle between the flesh and the Spirit. After we are born again, we are given the Spirit of God to live in us and lead us and guide us. But it is a battle between the flesh and the Spirit, because the flesh wants to do things of the flesh which are opposite to things of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, Paul says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. This I say then, walk in the Spirit in the way of the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And Paul lists the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, starting at verse 19. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, which is arguing and debating, emulations, which is competition, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. 
Then Paul says, Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. One by one, God will cause our flesh to be crucified to certain parts of the flesh. Most of us would never consider doing adultery after we're born again. We would not consider doing fornication after we're born again. Many people do idolatry and they don't even know they're doing it. Many church people follow idols. The Catholics are particularly idolatrous with all their statues and they're kneeling down in front of statues and reciting little things that they have printed on it. There was a situation when I was selling a house in Texas, and I lived in Colorado at the time, and a real estate woman with the company that I was uh, had the house listed, where I had the house listed, she had gone out to our property and buried a little idol in the garden. She was Catholic, and she buried this idol to enable her to sell the house. As soon as I found out about it, of course, I said, remove it immediately, and I scared our realtor to death. She didn't know it was idolatry. So many people in churches don't know it's idolatry when they worship something and think they have power through lighting of candles or crossing themselves or wearing medallions or doing these fleshly things. But that's all idolatry. The things of God are spiritual. You can't see them. It's spiritual. Of course, you can see the Bible, but you can't see the real religion. You worship God in spirit and in truth. John 4. The fruit of the Spirit is something completely opposite from the work of the flesh. The fruit of the Spirit will produce love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And Paul says in verse 24, Galatians 5, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We go through part of the time as Christians not knowing that something is of the flesh and that we need to eliminate it. Or maybe you do certain things just because the world does them, like Memorial Day in the United States to decorate graves. Well, I don't, but I've seen many Baptist people that do and other church people that go out to cemeteries and decorate graves. These are pagan acts. Even the things about Christmas, it was set up by the pagans in, I think, the 8th century. It's not set up by God in the Bible. There are so many pagan acts. Easter is not set up by God in the Bible. The word Easter is used in the New Testament once, but it really means Passover. These things have a way of getting worked into lives of humans and passed on to their children and taught in schools. But we as Christians must examine what we're doing 
comparing it with the Bible, conforming ourselves not to the world, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. But if you start comparing yourself to another person, what they wear or the car they drive, this can create covetousness in your life, and it is not wise. And you can even get pulled away into a love of money and following money, which is nearly always going to take you the wrong way. So you have to work to be recreated in the image of Christ by the Bible, by reading the scriptures and doing the scriptures. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.